0: hello friends it's phnx cardinals live on a wednesday i'm johnny venerable he is bull brock this is your premier arizona cardinal podcast like and subscribe leave us a five star wherever you get your programming what's up to everybody in the chat as this team limps along here as we enter week six and uh, kind of duct tape in this roster. We're going to talk yeah. about that. But of course, Bullbrock, the biggest absence to date with the Arizona Cardinals remains their franchise quarterback. And I know we're looking ahead to the LA Rams this weekend, but I mean, like we're in what week six now it's the middle of the week. Why hasn't Kyler Murray been activated off pup? What's going on? It feels like poor Jonathan Gannon's asked that question every other day. You can tell he's sick of it. But right. what's, at you? what's going on with K-1? I mean, you can see every kind of recycled,
1: repackaged, sound clip, video clip of Kyler Murray and answers about Kyler Murray and any kind of speculation on Kyler Murray. You're going to come down to he'll be back. When he's back, and that's what Jonathan Gannon has maintained, and we're it's it's just a waiting game. And I know people are are excited; they they can't wait any longer. But it's something that you're gonna have to write up as, as far as patience goes uh, for a franchise quarterback who just signed a huge two hundred thirty and a half million dollar extension, coming off a major knee injury. Just gonna have to be patient with it. I mean, that's especially when a team is one in four on the season. I think that it's important to take that to note, but that was never the play. Like, it seems like they had a timetable in place and it continues to be the status quo and and it hasn't moved either direction. They haven't tried to expedite it and they haven't tried to maybe push it with
0: Kyler Murray. it, It remains the same. It really feels like that. Well, what I've been told, what we've been told on this podcast is they want to give Kyler Murray two weeks of preparation in practice to get him ready for the subsequent game that he plays. So hypothetically, had he been activated immediately coming off a pup last last week, whenever that was, with an eye set to play against the LA Rams, that of course, that didn't happen. So again, this week, had he been activated, would have been an eye towards Seattle. So every week that you speculate that he could come off of the pup list, you then have to turn around and say he needs Those two full weeks of preparation to get ready for that game. I know that you've talked about it, Bo, many times, the 21-day window to activate him. I've been told by people I trust the Cardinals would like to get Kyler Murray two weeks of practice, barring something unforeseen, he'll play that subsequent Sunday. So if we're putting our tinfoil hat on, tinfoil Johnny here, you know, I wonder (laughs) if the idea for this team right now, because they're very encouraged with where he's at, no setbacks have occurred. Josh Dobbs came back to earth a little bit last week, of course, against Cincinnati. If he's activated immediately following the game or come Monday with an eye to practice next week, that would put your sights on week eight, the next home game that they have, albeit against a difficult opponent, not unbeatable in the Baltimore Ravens. So if I had to guess right now, optimistically speaking, I would say probably a decent chance he comes back and plays against Baltimore. Now, people can speculate. We've seen people in this media market say they're going to wait till November. I, I mean, that, that to me, if uh, if if they if we get to a point where it's past Halloween and Kyler Murray's not back taking snaps on Sunday for this team, with each passing week, I know that you want to be consistent with your mindset of making sure he's healthy, Bo Brock, but mm-hmm. you're also going to give yourself a very small margin for error with this team in vetting him enough to know whether or not he's the guy next year and you know we talked about it on our draft show it's like cardinals right now have picked like seven and pick 11 or whatever it is pick 10 but it's like we're pushing if we push this out any further right And even though gannon's been on the record multiple times of saying he thinks a big chunk of the season they're gonna have kyler murray well week eight's like the midpoint so anything after that you get a sample size that's not great and i i love k1 and i know that he's been bought in this offseason but you you need tangible evidence for this franchise to pick up the tab 45 50 million dollars next year do you not no you do and you know it also takes away i guess
1: the uh the the level of of i i guess the the the, the game right the games that are left on the schedule i mean if he's playing you know half the season of a lost season you know what what is the what what are the expectations going to be you know what, what, as far as the people I, I expect this roster to show up each and every sunday no doubt about it but you know if they're sitting there and, and he comes back week 9 let's say against maybe the cleveland browns you know and they're one in you know one in seven uh, you know i think that it it's there's not a whole lot for the team to play for you know hopefully it's it's a good stage i, I feel like eight games you can see enough from kyler murray but at the same time like what is, we've seen players come on for lost seasons for teams before. We see Devin Booker, he's done it a lot for the Suns before they really kind of found their stride. It's, are, are you going to get a true taste and full sample of what Kyler Murray would look like under Jonathan Gandrew Andrew Petsing and, and with this new look
0: Arizona Cardinals team? Well, my question though is, I, I get it, lost season, right? One or two wins before he comes back. If they're picking up the tab as it relates to, okay, when he comes back, like, for 2024, they're going to have to know whether or not he's the guy. Like, we believe he's the guy. We want him to be the guy. We don't want to have to talk, talk ourselves into Bo Nix or Michael Penance or Drake May or somebody like that. But, yeah. in, like, in all actuality, like, they have to go into that press conference in January, Austin Ford and Gannon on a united front, and basically say, Kyler Murray's our guy. We've seen enough. And outside of, like, a half a season trending upward, Being better than Joshua Dobbs, like I don't know how they're gonna say that. There are people in this media market that are speculating that he won't be back. The conversations won't start until November, which is ridiculous. If you get to that point and you're you're saddled with a top, let's say one to three pick Bo Brock, and like then it feeds into the narrative of like, why bring him back at all? We were having these conversations in like June and July. Like, and Josh Dobbs is kind of throwing water on it because we've gotten, you know, average to above average quarterback play on Sunday, which has been a nice surprise. But like, it's also really naive to think like, were they going to try out Colt McCoy for half a season and try to figure it out on the fly with Colt McCoy and Clayton Toon? For me, it just, it feels like at the end of the day, this franchise, we're we're on a, I know everybody's saying be patient. And I want to be patient for Kyler Murray and his recovery timeline. The Cardinals, though, can they be patient past October? I don't think they can. Like, th- this franchise wants it to work out with Kyler. They didn't draft him, and they didn't pay him this money. And you you have to have a huge sample size, in my opinion, which is at least half the season, to cut a check like that. It's all about the money. I don't, like, Kyler Murray is better than any rookie you're going to draft next year, and you can't convince me otherwise. But what you're doing is you're projecting, right? This franchise told DeHop to leave for $21 million. They got rid of Isaiah Simmons for pennies on the dollar. Everything matters with fit and money. And if, if if you have like five games of Kyler Murray or six games of Kyler Murray, and then you have to decide, should I are we gonna keep this up or are we gonna move him? Like it's a very difficult decision for them. Like once upon a time, when I thought he was coming back in like late September, early October, I'm like, plenty of time. But man, like we're talking if you talk November predicting him to come back like after Halloween. I don't know if there's enough time for them to make that decision. Am I I wrong? Look, I think, I I think that's a little, it's a little too. Damon, pull up,
1: Damon dog, pull up the calendar. I mean, that's two full months. I mean, the the NFL schedule now stretches, you know, obviously fully through November and and through December, you've got your bi-week mix in December. And then you've got, you know, two games and basically two games in January. I mean, look, if he comes back, in the first week of November, say he plays week nine against the Browns. I mean, look at that. That's that's a fair for a long enough stretch. That's eight games. That's that's more than than enough. And you okay. know, for him to to pick up Drew Petzing's system for the for Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon to make the evaluation, and you also have to keep in mind the messaging around Kyler Murray from this organization. It and I don't think that this is this is not an organization that just says shit to say it right they, that Jonathan Gannon said that this was an attractive job because it had a franchise quarterback and that Monty Austin for it, one of the main reasons he was hired as a general manager was to build around a player like Kyler Murray right I, but I, I, I do believe that this organization is in a position to pivot any direction this offseason the, the way they've set up as far as their cap goes that's why a guy like D hop was a casualty right And that they didn't want to stretch that beyond 2023 but Kyler Murray like I mean, I, I understand the impatience because you want, like, anytime any season's played and Kyler Murray's on your roster, you want to see him out there on the playing field. I, you know, I, there, everybody wants that. Like, the, it, it's a it's the best option usually. It's been the best sure. option. It's been the best homegrown option, and the electricity that he brings on the field, week in and week out. It's it's tough to match, right? So you you got to match that with also. I, I think where the impatience comes in is this kind of. This insecurity that like if we don't figure something out, that there's going to be so many more questions left unanswered going into the offseason, where I still think like if they are as cautious as possible and get them back in November, that they're still going to have an ability, especially the staff, to scout them enough, and so especially when they couple it with what's already been on tape with Kyler Murray to to make a decision on him it, because it's gonna to have to be a quick decision. Like after the final whistle blows on the Cardinals regular season, that's when they have to start moving a to, okay, this is going to be our plan to build around Kyler, or this is going to be our plan to move off of
0: Kyler. Yeah. I, I again, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but I'm also talking about, you know, in generalities of team is struggling t- team. You you mentioned it, you get to November lost season, right? People are w- very much moved on to the prospect of having multiple top picks and, and next April's draft, we're, we're kind of teasing it already. And then you're like, well, yeah, we got to get Kyler out there to see what we have. I don't know, man. Like you, you mentioned on the schedule, like Houston, or excuse me, Cleveland, that's eight games. I feel like that's the cutoff for me. Like if, if I'm on the Austin Ford and company, like, but, but six, why, six, I mean, I, I don't know why, like we would create this, like cutoff, draw games? this line in the sand, six games when a team maybe has like, 2 to 3 wins? Maybe they have 4 wins at that time. I don't know. You think that's enough time? Yeah. Cuz you think 6 game you could do it with six you could evaluate somebody on whether or not to pay them 45 50 million dollars next year over 6 games instead of okay, we'll just play Joshua Dobbs and and we'll get a quarterback in April because but again it, Go they ahead.
1: They get eyes on him in the practice, you know, on the field. Well, that I hasn't mean, started yet. But they yeah. will. Okay. I mean, they're they're going to get if worst case 6 games, right? if if they get him on the field two weeks before that, three weeks before that, I mean, they're gonna get a, they've, they've already got him in the classroom, right? They've already got him during film sessions. they've already got him in the quarterback room. They've got him in the weight room right now. They've got him rehabbing with Buddy Morris and, and they like everything that they've seen. So now like I, I think the the next step obviously is to go from being cleared medically, be being designated to return, getting back on the practice field, seeing what he looks like on the grass, hopefully getting back on the playing field and then making that... F- that's the final evaluation of this. And, yeah. you know, as much as, you know, you, you see a team that has one win and a, and a guy that can elevate a team, like that plays into it. You can't just kind of get carried away with it. So, I, I you know, I, I think that just being excited about seeing Kyle Murray play football again plays a huge role in this and you can't be discounted to where ultimately you, he's not going to be able to play until he's cleared medically and it, the, well, the patience of that is is ultimately if if he comes back and he's he's damaged goods you can't go anywhere with him
0: well yeah you can't move off of him you can't feel good about next year if he if he reinjures himself and you know this podcast will tell you definitively gannon's infatuated with kyler murray yeah. so like i'm playing devil's advocate here cuz i think it's healthy to talk about this kind of thing i'm not going to sit here and tell you like jonathan gannon everything you see is authentic with him He's a huge Kyler Murray fan, and he believes that his success long-term here is is tied to number one, right? But I also think we have to talk about the 800-pound elephant in the room is is the contract, right? And it's not like Daniel Jones' money, thankfully, where that just kicks in, or you talk about like the Denver Broncos who are screwed with Russell Wilson. His money hasn't kicked in yet, but it is something of substance. And the quickest way and we've seen this for franchises to turn it around is get a guy on a rookie deal— and you flush the roster and you build around them and you draft and develop well, which is what Kime was the key ingredient he was missing. So they have to be convinced like we can supplement the roster with, with other key pieces that are not high price free agents. And they've already done that. So I'll, I'll give them credit, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I, me personally think it would be difficult to evaluate somebody before making a decision like that without half a season of a, of a sample size. Like you and I were talking off air, like to try to do like the tush push and short yardage. No James Conner now. We how are you doing that with with Kyler Murray? He, like that, you're not going to be able to do that. Like, Why? But just little little elements like that. You're going to try that with Kyler Murray to be on. I mean, how, how push tall push? is Jalen Hurts? Six one. Yeah, d- dude squats like twelve hundred Ky- pounds. Kyler Murray's stout. You think Kyler Murray's got, got think, strong? I'll bet you right now. We'll make a bet left. right now. Uh, twelve pack of Four Peaks beer. Okay, they will never try the Tush Push with. Kyle okay, I will take that bet right now. No, that's a, that's a way dub That is easy, bow Dub. Right gave? now, you this this chat. By the way,
1: let's go up a little bit here uh, you guys on are the chat because I saw a couple things. Uh, Cards Universe saying he agrees with you, Johnny. Um, Step Hen is saying you're delusional. Somebody called me let's delusional back and down somebody here. Somebody said they agree with me. That's the best part about this show, man. Yeah, uh, Jack Smith and Jack, Caleb's dad won't let him play an AZ. It's a moot point. Look, do you remember when you were 18, 19, 20 years old? Would you listen to your father as far as him making your career decisions at that point in your life? Like, Clay- Caleb Williams' dad, Carl Williams, isn't deciding where he's going and where he's not going. Our chat yeah.
0: rules. Blaine in the chat. Pay him now, Bo. Ben, Johnny, buy the beer now. I mean, it just, <laughs> I do think that pe oh, Austin's saying Johnny is right here. Like, it's split on this, and that's why I think it's, it, it's healthy and How worth How do you think he is? You think like, the other option is just like catapult him over the line? Like, is that the next tush push? Put Trey McBride under center and do it with Trey McBride. I think that's a great
1: idea. Strategy-wise, that's fu- that's fine. Drew Petson can call me and I'll give they're him not, some more good not, ideas.
0: Kyler Murray, has, I've never seen Kyler Murray under center unless he's taken a snap to end Guess the game. Guess what? That's happening. Kyler he's Murray's going to play that, a lot yeah, under center. They, they fast forward and be like, tush push, fourth and inches. No, they're not going to How do tiny that, do, you do you think, think? he is? Like, I love Kyler you're, Murray. You're on the Twitter
1: I, streets too much where, where every Kyler Murray tweet turns no, into, are you sure he likes video games? And you think though he's not big enough to do the tush push? That he, He's probably easier to to push from, from behind to get over the line he of scrimmage for the first really down. Smart.
0: We got some smart people in the chat. Not Ben. Ben, how dare you I'll <laughs> Never get a Brock Bowers jersey. Stilos Mom, I agree with Johnny. He's nailed it tonight. Nailed it. Eight games minimum for me. If he only plays six games. Yeah, first, I agree with Johnny. Let's hit the panic button. The we need to two, know now. Panicking, we're having a conversation. This, is, I think, I'm panicked. Come on. First yeah. two and three will be settling into playing his first game in many months. We better see him. Uh, better see him versus BA. I, I do think again, learning curve, rust. Like, I don't know, man. I naively thought because of how they handled the off with Colt McCoy, like, no fucking way they're gonna roll with Colt McCoy for half a season. <laughs> that was that was clearly now we're seeing. They were going to do that. That was going to be their plan. And then flight plan releases stuff, and you've got Hollywood talking, and we're doing shows about ahead of schedule? More AP, Adrian Peterson-esque comeback? And it's like now people are like, well, maybe November. That's not enough time. That is not enough time. Jamonte Austin Ford, God love him, is as shrewd as they come. This, this is somebody that, at the end of the day, wants to restart the timeline on his roster. Yes, you need a franchise quarterback, but he's got infinite assets. Like, you're going to pay – Brock Purdy's making no money. Geno Smith doesn't make any money. The Rams could be in a position to take a quarterback. Like, you got to be a, a, 100% unequivoc- unequivocally sure that he is the right fit for your team. Now, I'm not saying Kyler Murray can't play. He's fantastic. I love mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. He's the best homegrown quarterback they've ever had. But for this regime right now, I'm trying to think how they would think. Six games before you pick up the tab in January? That's That's asking a lot, man. That's a t- that's and I Gannon's going on ra- local radio saying we're going to get plenty of them, we'll have plenty of time. So, which comes back to my original point. He that's said the that case, just on local radio. I mean, he's maintained that the entire time. Right. I don't even remember where, but but again, like that, if that's the case, plenty of time is half the season. So, that that clock needs to be. Baltimore Ravens. At worst. At worst. JG saying we're getting plenty of time. Johnny Venerable. We're not gonna have enough time. We're not gonna have it. I don't <laughs> believe Jonathan Gannon, he's he's a wily guy. I don't I don't believe him there. He's he's just shrewd. He's kind of a liar. Guy. Like wh- no, you I mean just think he's think doing that, that at a competitive advantage. I think that they are playing it safe here. Gannon and Austin Ford are playing with house money. They in my opinion, they've overachieved this year. They've done a phenomenal job, right? Give it even with the with the record. Like they're super more, way more competitive than people thought. People thought this team was a joke coming into this year. Mm-hmm. So, when you're playing with house money and you've got a quarterback that is at least keeping you stable. I I need to see Kyler Murray for half a season with Drew Petzing and this team. Dude, I need that. I need that. I had. I need give me, no give me more, more no less
1: than eight point five games from Kyler Murray this season. Friends or they're not going to make like a decision, Kyler. Because there's not four years December. to take on Kyler Murray. Jonathan Gannon. He's already expressed that he, when he even faced him, Kyler Murray. The worst Ky- version of Kyler Murray, he faced them last year. His fourth season where he struggled the most. Jonathan Gannon knew how dangerous Kyler Murray is in that Philly game. When no he, was with Gannon, teams, he knows what it's like preparing December. for Kyler Murray. He knows what he is at his peak. All they need to know is if Kyler Murray is going to come back the same in the player that he was before the injury. I think that that's the biggest piece here. If he is, if he shows no signs of rust, if he shows like – Hey, that this this knee issue isn't going to linger and be something that's going to hinder sure. him the, the rest of his career. Like, how how much time do you need to show that? And I think that that's the important thing because I think you'll have the ability to pick up a guy's offense in in uh, Drew Petsing. We've already seen several quarterbacks, you know, pick up different iterations of this offense from Jacoby Brissett, you know, Joshua Dobbs, Deshaun Watson struggling a little bit, but. Um, you know, you've got. I think Kyler Murray. They're they're confident
0: that between the ears, he's he's more than capable for of picking sure. up what this, Drew my to do offensively. Of this whole process, not even criticism, has never been about the football IQ and the acumen of Kyler Murray. I, I think that that got thrown under the bus by Michael Bidwell and company, which is really unfortunate because he's super bright, way brighter than he's ever given credit for. This all comes down to timing has nothing to do with Kyler Murray's rehab, how hard he's working, that like who likes who, it comes mm-hmm. down to there are new people involved with this franchise, and they are clearly rebuilding. They double down on the 2024 draft, multiple picks. Kyler Murray's not back yet, and the, the longer you wait, and then the price tag and the intangible of the money factoring into it, you know, but whose who's decision difficult. is it
1: ultimately
0: to play Kyler? Theirs.
1: Well, like, yeah, everybody is saying like Jonathan Gannon says, we're going to get him plenty of, of time. We're going to see Kyler Murray plenty in 2023, right? What's plenty? Plenty is not. <laughs> Apparently like not season, enough for Johnny Venerable's taste, it's but not. it's like this organization needs to be making decisions. Like they're
0: buddy. They're well aware of that. Johnny, uh, they Blaine. know
1: that more than you do. They
0: no. they know that. They, we're all, we're all they're confident late. that they're going to be able to see it up <laughs> from Kyler Murray. A Reese saying plenty is four games. A Reese, what? Four games? And then you're going to pay him $50 million? Come on now. Like Blaine Clark. Regardless, was- you're
1: going to pay him close to $50 million, whether you're paying him that or you're going to absorb dead cap and trying to send him out of town via trade. Those card. are really the only options. I, I mean, mean as, as far as releasing, them, that, that's Blaine's the worst of all realities.
0: My thought process: I was thinking K one was coming back for sure all year, but Johnny's one hundred percent right. If you don't at least try to get eight games, or or more, why bother? No chance, uh, or reason to waste it. Both can be true. There, like the, the, Albert Breer, who again can sometimes be hit or miss, mm-hmm. is adamant that. In about a week and a half, we are going to have the most active trade deadline we've ever had in the NFL because people are, are going to start hurling cargo off the ship, off the Pirates of the Caribbean ship, in an effort to tank for these quarterbacks because these quarterbacks are so highly thought of. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Cardinals, if they're potentially like one in seven, and it's like, yep, we're getting Kyler's off a of pup. We need another week of practice. It's just like, what are we doing now? Like, well, either he's... he he's ready to play a good amount of the season and you can evaluate or it's just going to be like here, white flag. Come on down. Who's waving Who's flag.
1: waving the white flags. Let's talk about those organizations real quick. Cause it's important for the context of this.
0: The, the Vikings who are very Vikings. viable team. Look, look potential. They're, they're fraud. <laughs> they were fraudulent, guys.
1: right? They were they fraudulent.
0: Were. <laughs> uh, Kirk cousins
1: or know. Kyler Murray. Like, are you moving off of Kirk cousins? Probably the decisions. Yeah, probably. Been made, right. Yeah. Okay. That's easy. That's easy. That's a layup. Yeah, Denver. For sure. Denver. Yeah. Clearly, that trash. Life, remember, remember organizational yeah. stability that's right. hilarious they're
0: about to just sell everything at discount prices they're about cuz I'm, I'm this this situation is so unique that's why it was such a it is hard sell for people last off season to take this job on it's just like not only does the roster need reset like the the quarterback is a known commodity but he's coming off a huge injury and he's got a bunch of money coming his way like these are when when new people come in house Bo and I were just talking about this with with the DCU, with James Gunn. People wanted their own people. People want their own people. Now, is he going to be the John Cena peacemaker where he gets to say, or are they kicking him to the curb, you know, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill Are you saying that Kyle Murray's Henry Cavill? That's a pretty good comp right now. Henry Cavill goes on social media. He's like, I'm back as Superman. And then they're like, actually, Henry nicks that. We're not, that's not happening. I would say, I would say Kyler Murray is probably like, maybe like a Jason Momoa. Like they haven't really decided yet. Is he coming back? He's got another movie coming out. How do we, how do we pub up Aquaman two? But really it's not part of our future. How do we pub up Kyler Murray? This You know, that's that's insulting.
1: That's insulting. I mean, Jason Momoa is a terrible actor. Kyler Murray is good at his craft. Aquaman one made a billion
0: dollars. Kyler Murray made two Pro Bowls. <laughs> I, I listen. I'll put a bow on this. I want Kyler Murray to play this year and and force the issue. This is the guy, no questions asked. But we I, I almost, we get into November and he and he hasn't played a game yet. Like I, Johnny's hands are tied. What what are we doing here? This I mean, you keep telling me it's a long season. Practice hasn't started yet. That's why I'm predicting right now he comes off a pup next week. I'll, I'll he's chomping at the comes, bit, man. We've heard that. He is, yeah.
1: Hollywood says he's happy. He's content with where he is in his rehab with the training staff. Jonathan Gannon said he's last week. He's got a little, you know, pep in his step. Like we're on the precipice of a Kyler Murray designation to return. We are, I mean, at least return to the practice field and start to gear up for return to the field. Like if it's, if it's drawn out any longer, if we're sitting here at this time next week, and this isn't saying that, I mean, actually that's saying a lot. Like if we're sitting at this point, just a week from now, and we're still like, when the hell's he coming back? That Then then I'll start to maybe put your tinfoil hat
0: on, there we on go. my head and you say what's going course. on. If he's not activated and we do a show next Wednesday, this first segment will be reserved. Everybody market it. It's going to be appointment YouTube like our show is every day for Bo Brock to eat a little bit of crow. Because then it's just like, <laughs> oh, okay, bro. Okay, bro, Brock. Let's see what happens. I think he's activated next week, and I think it's a celebratory period for this fan base because they need something to celebrate. On what top are you of that, fact- do then are you gonna Are you gonna no, air gonna- fry some crow and, and eat it? No, because I'm because I I'm gonna get what I I'm asking for. I'm gonna get my <laughs> buffet plate of half a season. But again, you got people on Twitter saying November. Oh my off, God, that's happening. I'm sorry. Like I can't. How are you gonna evaluate? And people on Twitter. Years? The Twitter streets. Love them. (laughs) Love the streets. The Twitter streets. Love the gambling streets. How about free cash? Bet 10, get 200 with our friends at BetMGM. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager. How about this? Thursday night football tomorrow, put a 10 spot. You get 200 back, regardless of what happens. Bonus code, PHNX. You like the Cardinals money line this weekend? That's what your heart says, but your brain says otherwise. Bet 10, you get 200 bucks regardless. Plus, you get to keep your winnings if the Cardinals win at plus money. They're a six-point dog right now. We're going to talk about that later this week. We're going to talk about the practice report with Bo Brock just in a couple minutes. But first, again, bet 10, get 200. How about this? Diamondbacks tonight? Somehow the Dodgers are favored when the Diamondbacks are a freight train from hell right now. Chase Field, the roof's opened up. It's a party at Chase Field. It's a party in your bank account with our friends at (sighs) BetMGM. Check out the show notes for full details. And now my guy, Shane Diefenbach, Talk about it in the disclaimer. Plink problem,
1: call one hundred gambler. Colorado, DC, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight hope and Y or text hope and Y four six seven three six nine, New York. Call one hundred three two seven five zero five zero, Massachusetts. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one hundred next step, Arizona. One hundred bets off, Iowa. One hundred two seven zero seven one one seven for confidential help, Michigan. 23 Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing, Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. Promotional offers not available in DC, New York, or Ontario. Obviously, living in the Valley of the Sun and protecting your eyes is so important. But also, you spend a lot of time looking at screens. Check out some blue blockers as well that they got at ShadyRays.com. They're not just about sunglasses. They're about just protecting your eyes from all the dangers. It's gear built to last. Premium polarized shades. They also have the blue blockers, as I said. They're independent sunglasses company that likes their, their price point well under $100. It's a world-class product, but not for a world-class price sunglasses durable frames extremely clear optics for all your outdoor adventures or indoor if you're just sitting there watching your tablet, watching TV, you got those blue blockers. Shady Rays offers an insane protection program as well. If you break, if you lose your glasses, they're going to replace them basically, no questions asked. Save some coin while you go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code PHNX, and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. You can get it online, ShadyRays.com, or you can go into their Kirill Commons shop and just say, hey, PHNX, and they'll say, Hey, crazy person, step away from the sunglasses. No, actually, they'll be like, here's 50% off, two or more pairs. Just like online, they will honor it, just like online. ShadyRays.com, find out why 250,000 people have rated five stars. ShadyRays, premium polarized sunglasses for not a
0: premium price. I love this, Mikey. Johnny lives on the Twitter streets wearing his tinfoil hat and rose-colored <laughs> Shady ShadyRays. Uh, and then Ben, the Cardinal fan, just giving you a hard time. Listen is about having fun that's what this podcast yeah. is all about informative but at the same time everybody's opinion is welcome here and again just trying to lay out all the scenarios all the facts with this team uh and you guys are you guys are the reason this this podcast is what it is so hit that like button do us a favor right now this, right. you just serve this is just it's an appetizer in route to hopefully kyler murray coming back next week but i mean we're just gonna we're gonna have to wait and see we were doing the mock draft simulator not to get off topic bow for um a little draft piece we have coming out tomorrow And it says team needs, you know, for every team. And each team's got like four or five needs. Those MFers at Pro Football Focus, there's like seven needs for the Cardinals. And the (laughs) first one on there is is quarterback. So, I mean, it's just like the perception of this team, man. Times are tough. Times are tough on the injury report, Bob Brock. You were at practice today. No James Conner, obviously. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. It's a little relieving to see where wide receiver one, why he was out of practice, Hollywood Brown. Because we went there today. We're in the indoor practice facility. We don't see number two out there. Hollywood Brown has been trending in the right direction the last couple of weeks. Uh, Scored a couple of touchdowns. Obviously had some some nice receiving yards games. He's been obviously the top target for Joshua Dobbs. He's in a contract season. Can't stand to miss any time. So you don't see him out there. A little concernicus, but now we see the injury report. So the Rams... They practice a little bit later, Johnny, so we get the injury report. We just got it in, hot off the presses. Here it is, producer Damon Dogg. The Cardinals uh, injury report for week six against the Rams. are Marquise Hollywood-Brown did not practice due to illness. So hopefully he's not too sick, but we're not dealing with anything from a hamstring to an ankle to a thumb. Just wasn't feeling well today. So that's why Marquise Hollywood-Brown was out. Didn't see anything else. Who was sick was Elijah Higgins. Hope maybe they just ate the wrong, they ate at the same place together. I don't know. This is pure speculation there. Jalen Thompson, maybe far more concerning. Our guy, JT, safety, hamstring, did not practice. Another safety bitten in the hamstring, just like Buda Baker. Hopefully he doesn't have to miss too much time. We'll see what his status is come tomorrow. Keontae Ingram was back out there today. Uh, running back, he's been limited with a neck. Big opportunity for him. Also important. Back out there on the practice field, some beef on the defensive line. Jonathan Ledbetter that finger was wrapped. He was far more physical today. Looks like he's trending towards playing Garrett Williams. We'll see how much they ramp him out. Continues to be limited. Dennis Daly for a second straight day was a full participant in practice coming off. Uh, looks like he'll, I,
0: I would, I would bet he's activated off IR by the end of this week. I mean, Card, Cardinals defense is, it's in shambles. It's I mean, Jalen Tom, I don't think Jalen Thompson's playing this week. I, it's nice that he's not immediately put on injured reserve. I think a lot of us thought maybe that there was a temptation with that, but I think you know, hold your breath. He can play maybe against Seattle or at home the following week against gets Baltimore. That's, that's good news for the Cardinals. You get Buda Baker back one week and then Jalen Thompson back start to piecemeal this defense together. But I mean, there's, there's a good chance this is the most undermanned unit that you're going to have all year against the LA Rams. And I don't know how they're going to, they're going to pull it off defensively. I think the offense you know, without James Conner is going to struggle in the run game, but I still think it's got the pieces in place to put points up against the LA Rams Cardinals defense to me. I mean, like Ledbetter coming back is a, a big deal and stills is playing well. And these pass rushers, it's just a mixed bag of what you're going to get on every Sunday, but the secondary, which is, a, was a strength to start the year. No Buddha, no Jalen Marco Wilson is a shell of himself right now. We don't know what the hell is going on with Keetra Clark, why he barely played last week. Like, that's a confusing situation the only hope is gannon's a defensive back savant you feel immensely confident the game plan he put together after they got lit up by daniel jones with minimal parts defensively you know with respect to who they have they they shut down dak prescott and held them to 16 points so like could they do something similar this week against you know the, the niners are a juggernaut and then the cardinals caught cincinnati at a bad time where they were pissed off like Rams are still very mid. This is a mid team. This is a beatable team. What are you making that face for? You're just uh, with you just agree they have two team.
1: legitimate wide receiver threats. Matthew Stafford's
0: playing. Oh, dude's well. played. Tyron Williams has run Hoku's the ball like day a a in the NFL. Come on huh? now. Po- what's the dude's name? The Nukua. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua's played like a day in the NFL. I'm not really. He's, he's that. played at a high level every day. He's been okay. in the NFL. All right. Okay. This is not. <laughs> this is not. Jamar, they don't have a Jamar chase Cooper cups still coming back from injury. Like it's doable. But I, I, again, back to my original point, like I'm not, I'm not looking forward to watching the Cardinal defense this week. And I think, listen, they're just trying to duct tape this together until they get some players back.
1: Yeah. They got popsicle sticks and and duct tape and crazy glue. They're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to
0: be,
1: it could get ugly. They they need to have a tremendous game plan. They need people to step up they get led better up in the inside, and they can take advantage of of maybe uh, it's being a it's a rebuilt offensive line. That's what's going on in, in L.A., and it's not even close to to where they need to to be to truly protect a player like Matthew Stafford at his stage in his career, like. You make him uncomfortable, and and it doesn't matter who you have down down the field with Cooper Cup and, and Puka Nakua. So, if you can make him uncomfortable, if you can force some missed throws, misfires from Matthew Stafford, and you can get some interceptions, that's the recipe for success against the Rams. But if you don't show up, if you allow you know close to twenty receptions between the two of those wide receivers, just kind of like you gave up fifteen catches to to Jamar Chase, or you let Christian McCaffrey, the stars of of the previous two teams, run rampant. You're going to get your ass kicked again and it's going to be a tough Sunday. But look, are they not, are they vulnerable? Absolutely. I think that they, they are, but they are a two and three team as well. Like they're, they're an under 500 team as well, but they do also have firepower that if you, if you don't show up, it's going to be rough. And especially with this personnel. So led better, it's encouraging the safety position. Absolutely. Got it. You got to wait one more game before Buda Baker is back and ready to go. Hopefully not that much longer for Jalen Thompson you know, we like what we've seen from Kayvon Wallace. Andre Sashre needs to bounce back after a tough game. You need the corners to step up. You need Marco Wilson to have his best performance of the season. I know. Is it insane? Is it the theory of insanity definition of insanity, probably at this point? Uh talk to Keithell Clark today. You know, he, he wouldn't really he wasn't like pressed on it, but he was asked about it and he wouldn't really answer, you know, whole head on why he only saw forty nine percent of the snaps. That's a good sign. So you know, and and Andrew and, and Antonio Hamilton wasn't, you know, outside of kind of knocking in and out of the lineup with, you know, he had to go through concussion protocol during the game on Sunday. Like, I thought
0: he played fine. Alex, 499, don't downplay the Rams, Johnny. We did that last week and a mobile borough took us out uh, or took it to us, I should say. I'm not downplaying them, but I, what I've seen though, is a stark like reverse with a lot of people in this fan base basically saying like, we're going to get blown out by the Rams with Cooper cup and Puka and Matthew Stafford. And I'm like, sure that could happen, but like Cardinals can also beat the Rams. This is not an unbeatable team. Like I think at the end of the year, they're going to win like six, seven games. Like the bears just beat the commanders who beat the Cardinals. And we feel like the Cardinals a week later probably could have beaten the commanders. I think the Cardinals are a part of a group of about 10 teams in the NFL that are pretty interchangeable, assuming that they have their parts and pieces. Now the Cardinals are missing players the Rams, I think, are pretty vanilla in their back seven. I, for me, it's just, this is, the Niners, we knew what they were. They're, the, In my opinion, they're the best team in the league. The Cardinals beat the Cowboys. Like, they, they could conceivably beat the LA Rams this weekend. That's all I'm saying. Like, do I expect them to? We're going to talk about it on Friday's preview show. But they're a six-point dog for a reason. But again, like, I, I feel like I've seen this game a ton of times where Stafford just is you know erratic and inaccurate and you get after them and they lose like that's that's possible ever since they won the super bowl this is a below 500 team like i don't i don't care about like they're reinvigorated offensively like they're under 500 and i think like potentially this could be the best best version of the rams we get all year i think they could continue to regress staffer get beat up they start selling off parts of the deadline my biggest fear with this team is that they tank so hard they end up getting Caleb Williams to come to LA right in his backyard but i Again, mid—the definition of mid—they—they <laughs> they look like a seven and ten team. You're telling me the Cardinals can't beat a seven and ten team? Sure they can.
1: But they—the Cardinals also have the ability, like if 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 they're underprepared, they'll prepare right. for, they for strong, this passing for sure. attack. It's, it's, I mean, look, look at the the Rams in the second half against against Philly. Now Philly's personnel is—they they've got legit players on defense. Their new defensive coordinator hasn't been able to deploy them. Nearly as well as Jonathan Gannon did, but at the end in, in the second half, they go punt, punt, punt downs, and that's it. That was their offensive performance in the second half, and like that would be Nick Rollis, if he can if he can get you know close to a, a repeat performance of that or even half of that. The way that Drew Petzing and this in in Joshua Dobbs have been performing in this offense
0: for for the bulk of this season, like I think that that's it's a winnable game. There are like four great teams in the NFL. Then there's some really shitty teams and there's a bunch of stuff in the middle. And like, I don't know where you think the Cardinals lie. If They're in the bottom tier, if they're in the lower part of the middle tier, whatever. So uh, we talked about it yesterday. I saw people have this team like mid twenties in the power rankings. Like the Rams are another loss away. They almost blew a game to Indianapolis and Anthony Richardson. Like they're another loss away from being a part of the bottom tier, like an afterthought this year. They're not beating the four. The Rams are not going to beat the 49ers. They're going to get smoked the second time they play the 49ers. The Rams do not have a great shelf life as the season progresses. They're old and they're untalented in a lot of places. So again, like I just, everybody saying like, they're not going to win. I don't know if the Cardinals are going to win or not, but the, We're treating, I feel like we're treating them like San Francisco. Stop doing that. Nobody's treating them like San Francisco. Oh, Oh, I should stop. You should stop saying,
1: like, well, the San Francisco is going to beat the shit out of the Rams. Like, okay, that's San Francisco. Arizona Cardinals were facing the second worst offense in the NFL last week, and they didn't really have any problem. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase got right against the Cardinals defense. Well, the Cardinals faced the worst offense in the NFL, and they surrendered 31 points in the second half. Daniel Jones, they couldn't get him off the field. So there should be, a, a, like, everybody's antennas should be up. They should be concerned about this. This defense needs to have a bounce-back performance in some capacity. They, well, they have is to. Po- is that
0: possible with the players that they have, though? It do not have to. Like, what are you just going to go, yeah. tip for tat? You're just going to go score score for score? Tip for tat. Johnny overlooking Sean McVay blowout incoming, according to Jordan P. I think the McVay shines come off a little bit. Like, I again, like... Won the Super Bowl. That's great. Loaded team. This is this might know. be his
1: best coaching performance
0: oh, to get do. out of here. They're two. The Cardinals. How can you sea give sea.
1: It, like? Look, I am all about shading and, and crushing LA. Right. No, get they're your a LA fraudulent fan base out. that barely really exists. Team. Right. They only jump on the bandwagon when those got a Dodger jersey on underneath Hell shirt. no! Stop. LA fan. Stop spreading that crap, Johnny. But and, and yes, I I agree. Yeah. I mean, McVeigh is the lord, but he's a damn good coach. He really is
0: and and you can't just seven, that. the rams the rams are not better than the cowboys who we beat. I don't think. I don't know if the cardinals are going to win. I would say like again the folks in Vegas think the rams are going to win by 6 points. So I wouldn't I don't know if I'd bet on the cardinals money line today unless you're using bet MGM and get a free 200. What I'm saying though is like they can win they can beat the rams. They can go into LA with Joshua Dobbs and run the football and beat the LA Rams. Like did I ever feel like that about you know, Cliff Kingsbury a lot. No, I thought they would get their ass out coached. I think the Cardinals have a coaching upgrade, which I think is going to make them viable in a lot of these games. That's why I'm optimistic, even still for the rest of the season, especially when you get Kyler Murray back. But the Rams, this is the most mid-team I've ever seen in my life. Ever seen in my <laughs> life. You've got a quarterback who could be retired next year, Donald who could be dealt at the deadline, Cooper cup has got one leg, and everybody's anointing a rookie after a month of play my guess is everything evens out and the rams end up with about 6 7 wins and they start selling off pieces mid mid level scummy rams i think the rams are making the play. get out of here get out of town with that who's saying that but twitter the twitter street <laughs> we're too, not going to you're going to get more. blown out by 30 points nobody right. nobody's saying that on this pod johnny we're here in reality okay no, i want you to not. tell you we're in really a safe delusional space. fantasy land <laughs> Let's talk about the offense. We okay. we've we spent all this time, forty three minutes in this pod, like this video. By the way, running back situation. You got Adam Schefter that you pointed out to me. Hey, Keontae Ingram's listen, number one on the depth chart for the Arizona Cardinals. Yet you're with Amari D'Amicardo, and he's basically like the number one fantasy football pickup. So tell us, give us clarity on what's Wait, happening with this. Why, back. why did you? Why did? Why did I point out the Adam Schefter thing? Because he you, you was just like looking for liner, oh, liners in the depth chart. Because I tweeted out before Schefter the actual depth chart of the Arizona
1: Cardinals and Keontae Ingram was RB1. You think Adam Schefter's just sifting through the depth charts?
0: I think Schefter did, stole did quote my tweet information. You? Did I miss huh? that? Did he quote tweet you? Yeah, that's what he did. Oh, man, I apologize, Bo Brock. <laughs> I didn't know you got down like that. You got quote tweeted by Adam Schefter today? No, I should have. If he oh. was, if he was a respectable reporter, so you think Adam Schefter took, took what saw what what you posted and then regurgitated it I in think his own he authentic did. tweet? Wow, why didn't we leave the show with that? That's huge. Damn, sorry, Bo. Pouring out right? for Bo Brock today. <laughs> Put some respect
1: on my name on the Twitter streets. You're out here worried about what people are saying about the, the prediction for this game, and your boy is is reporting right before he goes out on the practice field. Next thing I know, I come in from the practice field. I'm like, what's this chef he's saying? And he says
0: the, exactly the same thing. He's stealing I, takes like Dove. He's that's right. he basically Dove, Dove the, uh, the Twitter <laughs> stealer Adam of chapter. All right. But we
1: do have info. Like we, we've been asking about the running backs, you know, the last couple days, you know, from Jonathan Gannon on Monday to Petzing yesterday to, you know, Gannon again today and the running backs themselves and Joshua Dobbs. And we heard from these guys. And, and this is what they all had to say. Producer Damon Dog, if we could hear what the. Uh, what they said about the position going in the week six. Excited for him. Honestly, you know what I mean? You got to be be ready to go when your number's called. And uh, um, we'll get Keontae back here this week. So we'll see how he
0: does this week. But uh, excited for him too. And um, ready to go. Uh, I mean, I don't know what my role is yet, so we'll see. But you know, if that moment comes, I'll definitely take that moment in. But at the end of the day, you still got to play ball.
1: No, I still think we can run the ball well, man. Like we saw um, when Amari came in, stepped in, we were still able to run the ball effectively. Now we might have to be create more creative, right? Um, Because as we said, James being a two-time Pro Bowl running back, but you know, also one of the leaders in rushing um, and really good with the ball in his hands. And so guys, off the step up to, um, answer for that production. So, um, it's a challenge on, on that room and I'm excited to see them step up to that task and, you know, help us as well. You know, they start running the ball effectively. It'll help our pass game as well. There's a couple things, uh, my nerdy friend, Johnny Venerable would call Easter eggs, um, in that, in those clips. And it's one Jonathan Gannon saying that they believe that Keontae Ingram will be back this week, right? We'll see how he does in practice. He was on the practice field in limited capacity with the neck issue. And then the big one, Mari Dermicato, saying he doesn't know what his role is after Wednesday practice. So either, you know, he was coached to, to not give any information, or he's just going to remain in, in, in the role that he knows already, which is third primarily third down and passing situation running back. I just you know don't favorite. think that you're going to see an, an, uh, that much of an uptick and his role, is, as far as Dermacato goes, number one added player in fantasy today was Amari Dermacato.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty sad if you're adding Dermacato to your fantasy team. No offense. Like, that times are tough for you. Did you uh, do that? I, no, I added Keontae. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> You know what the saddest part about that Josh Dobbs uh, <laughs> presser was? Josh is like, we're going to be fine running the football. And then he proceeded to list all of James Conner's accolades. Even though, you know, James Conner, Pro Bowl running back, and he's got all, all this stuff going on this year. It's like, Oh, maybe maybe we're in times of tough, man. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting how he worded that. We're going to be fine. Yeah. But you know, James Conner. And the he lists all, Yeah, no shit, Josh. We know he's a good player. Alex, 499 Super Chat. Don't downplay the, the Rams, Johnny. We did this last week. And no, oh, I already read this one. My bad. <laughs> uh, point stands, though, Alex, that I'm not downplaying the Rams. Uh, I am downplaying this the situation at running back, though. Because I, I just feel like at this point, they've made their bed with the fact that they chose not to address the position. Mm -hmm. So very similar to what happened with the quarterback situation. Like if it, if somebody's not producing, like figure it out, because again, we, we teased this entire episode, Kyler Murray's return. Like if James Conner's not healthy, like you got to have a viable run game for Kyler Murray to come back to, or it's Cliff Kingsbury's offense all over again. Everything I heard over the first month of the year was, can you just imagine Kyler Murray in this run game? Right? Well, if this run game is purely predicated on number six, that's tough. That means it it doesn't translate. I need to see the mad scientist, Drew Petzing scheme up Di Mercado and Keonta Ingram to look better, especially Keonta Ingram than he has <laughs> the entirety of this of this regime. Because if K1 comes back against Baltimore and there's no James Conner and they're and they're teeing off on my guy, I'm I'm we're gonna be writing up proceeds here. No, it wasn't the run game. It was maybe James Conner averaging 7.7 yards per carry before he went down. So I again can we table set for Kyler Murray, assuming that he does play soon.
1: We've seen at least on the right side of the offensive line that they can they can bulldoze some rush lanes, right? That what they're doing with Paris Johnson Jr. and, and Will Hernandez, it, it's enough that any kind of a uh, pedestrian type running back can find a hole and get yards and put yourself in second and third and manageable. And I, I m- my expectations might be low for that just to be the bar that I'm setting for these running backs, but I'll take that. And you know, Dermicato already showed you know, little signs, especially on the, the drive that he scored a touchdown, found a kind of a rhythm, you know, where he's going nine yards, eight yards, 11 yards. I mean that you'll take that. You'll take that. Now I'm not saying it's going to happen every down, but you, you do have to consistently, you know, find holes and, and also not be a part of negative plays. And I think that's where the concern for Keontae Ingram, because we we we're, we're a little snake bitten from how he's performed early in the season. I mean, in the Washington game, It's like every time he touched the ball, they weren't just losing a yard or two. They were losing chunk yard. They were losing four or five yards. So Drew Petsing, Keontae Ingram, Joshua Dobbs, the offensive line, everybody has to be on the same page and get Keontae Ingram geared up to to show some success. And
0: and for the first time in his career, you know, be a guy that gets about four yards per clip. Yeah. They can manufacture it. Like they're not going to have a traditional workhorse. I would imagine like the carries are, if they're not split, like 60-40 – that doesn't mean they can't ride the hot hand. If somebody gets going like the Mercado, I'll give him credit. Look better as the game get on rhythm carries, right? Like counting Ingram could be the same thing. Like you give a guy seven to 10 carries and a half, they're going to start to pick up some confidence here. So maybe that's the plan. Hey, who, who can get going for us? I don't like the idea of like pulling a guy, every other possession and, and, and interchanging like the Cardinals clearly want a workhorse. That was James Connor. They got to figure out which one of these guys can do it next. We're going to talk about CeeDee lamb here in a second but first i want to remind everybody i mean we got baltimore right around the corner is that the game in which Kyler murray returns to the playing field well do you want to risk it or do you want a biscuit here with game time game time (sighs) your premier ticketing app scored some uh, seats for my wife and my son took him to his first cardinal game last weekend they had a blast two tickets upper bowl but good seats 60 bucks the day before plus a four dollar parking pass so you're talking sub 70 dollars to go to an nfl game root on your favorite team and again like i i think the cardinals right now are a hot ticket especially when k1 comes back you want to grab some some real estate for the cardinals at state farm stadium using the game time app all you got to do download the game time app create an account use that bonus code phnx it's going to take 20 dollars off your first purchase terms and conditions apply but again create that account Put in. I did it. Bonus code with my wife because I already used mine, whatever. PHNX, $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Seeing there's
1: Diamondback tickets actually available, you could probably jump in right now. If you procrastinate it, maybe you're in the downtown area. You can get yourself some NLDS Game One tickets. They're they're right there. It's it's right at your fingertips. If you still want to get in the door, and you can find some decent deals. I think I see you can find some for 80 bucks game time promo code PHNX. Use the code, what 80 to 60 bucks? Not too bad. Save yourself, get a churro dog, stuff your face for a pool party. Well, pool party could
0: be going on. That's that uh, seems cheap. like something PHNX needs to make happen is renting out that the pool area. Yeah. for all of their employees.
1: Is it available on game time? We'll have to figure out later. If your if your decision is maybe maybe a lower key evening, hopefully watch the pool pay- party from your home. Grab some Burrito Express. Stop by one of their many value locations. Get one of your favorite burritos. Check out what they've got going on. Burrito Express, always doing it up real nice with the burritos. Uh, Check them out. They've got the OG, Bean and Cheese. They've got the Machaca. Can't go wrong. And then, of course, if you don't want to do it tonight, get maybe a breakfast burrito uh, in the morning, check out that Tempe location. Always filled with Sun Devil athletes, including our guy, Jalen Conyers. They're they're big on community service, supporting ASU athletics and their athletes. Such delicious food. We love Burrito Express. Check them out on Twitter, at Burrito EXP. Great follow, great fiery sports takes on all Valley sports. Burrito EXP on Twitter. Check out all their Valley locations, especially that Tempe location.
0: We appreciate Burrito Express and what they provide. And it's good to be appreciated, right? I feel mm-hmm. appreciated. Bo does. Does C.E. Lamb feel appreciated as a member of the Dallas Cowboys? Well, <laughs> be the judge of that. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, was basically asked about his usage, gave some vanilla answer. Nothing about overwhelmingly, let, let's get our number one wide receiver of the football, right? They were very critical of his usage potentially during the San Francisco 49er blowout. Well, then Richard Sherman went on Skip Bayless' show. I can't even remember what it's called now. First take or first things first or whatever. Basically said that CeeDee Lamb's not a number one receiver. So CeeDee Lamb has taken some shots this week, which is unfair. Because you know this podcast, where we're big supporters of CeeDee Lamb. Not just because he's Kyler Murray's ex-teammate. Because he's a mm-hmm. damn good football player. Should have been drafted to this franchise over Isaiah Simmons. Well, it should be noted, CeeDee Lamb does not have a new contract. Got a fifth-year option picked up. So mm-hmm. basically plan on a one-year deal next year despite making a Pro Bowl last year. But he's underachieving this year because of the offense. No Kellen Moore. So that begs the question, Bo Brock. The Arizona Cardinals, assuming that they keep Kyler Murray, everything's good to go, copacetic, right? You got Hollywood Brown, he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Would you entertain the idea of the Arizona Cardinals potentially approaching the Dallas Cowboys? Ceedee Lamb will be 25 next spring. Trading for CD Lamb and reuniting him with Kyler Murray. Does that do anything for you? What What would it take to get CD Lamb? I would say you would probably have to give up a one. And mm-hmm. you would and then, probably have to do it with Houston. If Houston's one, hypothetically, is like 17, 18, 19. That's probably what you're going to have to do. Stephon Diggs, once upon a time, went to Buffalo from Minnesota for like the 20-ish pick in the draft or somewhere mm-hmm. in the 20s, right? So, again, you're not going to trade a top 12 to 15 pick for him. But I think if the Houston pick starts to fall because, you know, C.J. Stroud's a revelation, that's what it would take, in my opinion. Would you be willing to do that?
1: I will pass on that opportunity. Okay. Just because you got to give up draft capital. High draft pick, right? That That coveted Houston pick that would be a player that you could turn into a starter for five years before you're having to extend them. Yep. And then the idea that you would give up that capital and then basically immediately have to sign them to a multi-year extension for wide receiver one type money. I'm just going to pass on that. I would, I would much rather see what Monty Osport can cook up in the draft uh then going out and, and spending that much on a CD lamb. I, I like, I like, CD Lamb, I don't love CD Lamb. Like gotcha. he's put up good numbers. He's put up just under 1400 yards receiving. He's been a back-to-back 1000-yard receiver. He's, you know, as far as double-digit touchdowns hasn't found the end zone that many times in a single season yet. Like I think that he has a lot of potential that he's yet to tap into, but at the same time I'm I'm passing on it. It's just too it's just too pricey for me. I'm scared off by the sticker price on on CD Lamb.
0: I don't does think it matches change, Does this change your mind? what yeah. if i told you that CeeDee lamb took to twitter the twitter streets and changed bo brock mm-hmm. his twitter avatar photo to a picture of he and his guy hollywood marquise brown number five oklahoma bros taking all cowboy associated paraphernalia off of his twitter and then responding today retweeted it laugh out loud basically responding to the disrespect Coming from Richard Sherman, maybe some of the fan base coming after C.D. Lamb, does this sweeten the pot a little bit? Now it would be it would be tough getting both Lamb and Brown under contract, but there's not part of you that is a little tempted to say, "Let's get the band, Oklahoma band back together and let's get these guys all in the desert." Or are you still passing?
1: No, I'm still passing. It doesn't sweeten the pot. Actually, it makes me it turns me off a little bit as far as bringing him like. It's disgruntled in, in Dallas. Uh, they're not playing well. You know what's what's going to happen when the things don't go right here. When we talk about what Monty Osborne vision for this team was, and I don't think this this matches up with it. I
0: agree. Uh, I I wanted to lay out all the facts. These are the I facts gonna, at hand. you going to be on the other side. I'm not. I'm not. Once upon a time, I would have been all for trading for CeeDee Lamb. I think now you're getting too close to a position where you have to pay him. I mean, Hollywood Brown's having a better year than CeeDee Lamb this year. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you just going to let Hollywood walk and then trade for CeeDee Lamb? Plus, like Michael Wilson is the future at this position for this team right now. He plays outside. Well, Hollywood Brown plays outside. Like, does CeeDee Lamb play the majority of his time in the slot? But like, can you pay a big time slot receiver that kind of money? I, I, For me, it's just the timing doesn't line up. It has nothing to do with CeeDee Lamb, the player or the person. And I, but I think that, you know, Kyler can have a close relationship with Ceedee lamb, but then have his teammates and win games with Michael Wilson and Hollywood Brown and maybe Rondell Moore mixed in, maybe a Marvin Harrison jr. Or even Bo's boy Brock Bowers. But I just, <laughs> I feel like Ceedee lamb to me for this franchise is just, I know they like big receivers and, and he would fit that build, but he reminds me kind of like Amari Cooper, before he went to Dallas, just an, an okay player for the Raiders. And then maybe he got a little bit better after his trade. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's not as good as Justin Jefferson. He went before Justin Jefferson, but he's better than Jerry Judy. And then obviously, what happened with, with Henry Ruggs was, was, was tragic. But he's he's just a he's a 1B type of receiver. He's not a top five to seven guy. He's in that next tier. And for the Cardinals, I saw somebody point out in the chat. The Cardinals are not a CD lamb away and then paying him from being competitive. that's a, that's absolutely correct. Uh, I,
1: I agree with that one hundred percent. um and and don't you I mean is as, as much good as there has been in CD lamb's career and it, he's he's absolutely been, you know, the seventeenth overall pick in that draft, first round wide receiver. he's he's I think he's lived up to that billing. but there's also been moments where he goes missing. Like remember the game in twenty twenty one against Dallas? the Arizona Cardinals were struggling and uh, they, they took Ceedee lamb out of that game plan and I've seen it a lot, you know, and and it's happened far too often. I think in 2023 with Dallas and, you know, their loss to the, to the Cardinals. I mean, there were plays where a six round rookie was able to get the best of them in one-on-one matchups and key Clark. So, uh, like, he's a really good receiver in, in a perfect world. Like, if, if you had a roster and he was part of your receiving core, it's great. It's a, probably a strong receiving core. But at the same time, like, are you going to give up the world in draft capital and then pay him what it's going to take to pay him? I just think it's just too rich. And Monty yeah. Osfort's not going to be in, in the CD Lamb business
0: for those reasons. No. And it, again, like, uh, the Cardinals can make it work with, I think, the receivers that they have. Even if they don't get Marvin Harrison Jr., and if there's a scenario in which they find a common ground with Hollywood Brown, you you like where he's trending in this offense. like You can't dispute that. Hollywood Brown's been a good player for this team. I mean, dating back to last year even. I mean, he's he's contributed at a semi-high level since they acquired him. Like, would they like a mulligan on that and take Ty Lindenbob? Probably. But it's not like he's been a vegetable. I mean, that that catch and run that last week for the touchdown, making people miss in the open field, like, you want him on your team, just like you'd want a Ceedee Lamb on your team. But there are very few receivers in the NFL, Bolt rock that are worth giving up, you know, premium picks, especially for a team like the Cardinals who need every single pick to be able to rebuild this roster to a vi- to viability, right? And and Ceedee Lamb, you know what he is? He's a luxury the Arizona Cardinals just can't afford. The Cardinals are are pinching pennies. They're going to the grocery store, and it's like I really need Nutella. Or should I just get, you know, the essentials for my family? I really want this Pez dispenser, but you know what? It's just get the eggs today, right? At the end of the day, that's what CeeDee Lamb is. So, um, But CeeDee Lamb gets brought up on the Twitter streets with this fan base, and I get the fascination of CeeDee Lamb, Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray. Like, I'm not numb to that, naive to that. Here's yeah. what I will say, though. Michael Wilson has has made things much easier for Cardinal fans to stomach. Because this franchise, before Michael Wilson arrived, and knock on wood, he still got to complete the season and, and be a trending up player, which I think he will be. This franchise could not develop receivers, right? And the guys that they did develop left in Christian Kirk and John Brown. So I got the, the fascination of, let's just get all Kyler Murray's college buddies back together. We'll do that <laughs> in Arizona. I, I think now it's like, let's just let Monty Austin Ford find receivers like Michael Wilson and company in the draft and then pay them no money. And then while you're paying Kyler Murray, 45 to $50 million. So I'd be a hypocrite if I came on here and said, well, you can't pay Kyler Murray, but then you also have to get C.E. Lamb and give him an extension. Just the timing doesn't add up.
1: Right. Yeah. It just, when you're facing this part of the rebuild it's you got to focus your draft capital on those premium positions and fill out a roster that way. And you've, you've had some good success early on finding those wide receiver. You found a wide receiver in the third round. You've got some yeah. decent guys on your roster. And then you look at the upcoming draft and they're, they're intriguing prospects outside of Marvin Harrison jr. Like if, if MHJ becomes available to you, it's a slam dunk, right? You yep. take the big six, three wide receiver. And we talk about it more on tomorrow's, you know, pH X Cardinals draft podcast. Uh, you got his teammate there in Ohio State, too, who's six one two oh five. 205. You got a yep. kid out of Florida State, Keon Coleman, who's six four. It's like they're big-bodied wide receivers that Monty Austin Ford is going to do his homework on and be able to lock into potentially a four to a four-to-five-year rookie contract that would
0: look great in Cardinal White and Red. Yeah, I mean, Cardinals have so many picks, it should be illegal. And speaking of illegal, it's illegal <laughs> Pete's baby. Uh, happy hour is going on right now. So the minute this show gets over – uh, I want everybody check on out Illegal Pete's. They got 12 locations. Happy hour goes on from 3 to 8 every single day at all 12 locations. So not only can you get a margarita on the house with the with the uh happy hour, but you've got burrito bowls, tacos, salads, nachos. It is so much fun hanging out on the patio, patio beers with our friends at Illegal Pete's. I love the queso. My son loves the queso. We just we go through bowls of them we're at Illegal Pete's we're watching postseason baseball or watching college football it's just a great place you want to hang out with your family have some delicious food and drink responsibly of course it's illegal, legal pete it's my go-to spot this fall is my go-to spot over the summer cooling off with those margs now it's my go-to spot this fall patio beers. You can't beat it. Illegal Pete's the go-to spot for 28 years here in the Valley, Bell Brock.
1: My go-to spot for all Arizona Valley sports info, news, of course, gophnx.com. Howard Balzer just published a brand new article today. you got to check it out. It's a banger. Also, you've got so much going on around the Valley. You've got Jesse Freeman churning out Diamondbacks articles. you got Craig Morgan with the puck about to drop on the Coyotes season. Also, the Suns are about to tip the Regulars season is going to be here in no time check out what gerald Bourget is churning out there for phnx sons it's all there go phnx.com Get full access by becoming a diehard i mean we talk about it we chop it up in the chat for about an hour hour and a half every day it continues it's non-stop in the member discord get access to that only way to do it becoming a diehard you get that discord Diehard access. Don't miss out on it. Go phnx.com. The phnx locker. Get gear like Johnny and I are wearing. He's got the Hollywood sign on Camelback Mountain. I've got just the standard phnx flag shirt. Uh, Check it out. phnxlocker.com. Michael Wilson. We were wondering where the hell is Michael Wilson for three quarters on Sunday against the Bengals? And then Joshua Dobbs finds him for a big, big play to start the fourth quarter. And Josh Dobbs, I asked him about that like, what what was the reason why we didn't see Michael Wilson? He said, you know what? I texted Michael Wilson immediately after that game and I said, Hey man, it's it's unacceptable for me to just find you for the first time in the fourth quarter and we're gonna fix that. So you like to hear that Joshua Dobbs is kind of taking accountability for that. And there's already been
0: there was immediate conversation about how that doesn't happen again. Well, Bengals' secondary is legit. Luana Rumo is a great defensive coordinator. And so I'm sure they had a plan after seeing Michael Wilson, the damage he did against San Francisco. Like, we're going to blanket him. But I mean, you got, you saw it. You got to force the ball to this kid. Uh, Dobbs is a perfect passer rating when he's targeting him. He's only missed on three attempts this year, throwing his way, 15 completions at 18 or 17. That's big time. So I would not be surprised they start looking his way uh, early and often come Sunday against the LA Rams. If you want to hang out and watch the game, with your boys and maybe get some comp, some Cardinal gear in the process, check out BetMGM at the Great Lawn, the watch party this week, and myself, Bo Brock, Damon Dog, producer, the entire team, Britton Golden, the playmaker, everybody's going to be hanging out. Hopefully, we're celebrating an advancement into the NLCS bar of Diamondbacks by then, but in the meantime, come get some great food, drink specials, and again, might have some giveaways to give out, but regardless, hang with some Cardinal fans, PHNX Cardinal faithful, at BetMGM, we're going to be there back-to-back week starting this Sunday. Rams, Seahawks, holding it down, Bo. I can't wait.
1: A couple of things to look out for, too, on the YouTube channel. If you missed it, our uh, we had our own exclusive Boldy breakdown. He broke down the Joshua Dobbs pick six. What went wrong on that play? baldy breaks down uh, i botched a full interview yesterday with baldy yeah you you can blame your boy for that but we did have baldy on you can see it it's live right now on this youtube page make sure you're you like the video you like this video and then tomorrow we've talked about it a little bit we have our first phnx cardinals draft show We're breaking down our first Fab Five, the five prospects that we're looking at that the Arizona Cardinals are going to spend. They're not one, but two top 10 picks on. Right now, is it 7 and 10? Yeah. 7 and 10. Who are they going to use? Here are some five prospects they are going to be right in that area that could immediately help this Arizona Cardinals team out. We're going to talk about a a name I see in the chat right now, Brock Bowers. We have a, a heated debate about Brock Bowers. Um, I believe we call him a, the forbidden fruit of the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh, and uh, yeah, we're going to get into full draft conversation because let's be realistic with things. Cardinals have one win. They have two premium picks, and we're
0: not going to delay any of the draft conversation any longer. They have more first-round picks than they do wins through five weeks <laughs> of the NFL season. That's okay. We're winning off the field with all of you here at PHNX Cardinals. Like this video. Let's get this video to 150 likes. That would be wow. Bon appétit for everybody. Drop a like. Again, love the conversation. Love the dialogue. Everybody is always welcome here. Come share your opinion. Bo and I do it every day because of all of you. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. Draft show out tomorrow. Game preview. Cardinals at LA come Friday. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you later.